the bottom line in business. Voice America Business. Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is a show today about credit. My uh, guest is Steve Conover, who's often known as the Credit Guru. Uh, his company is CreditReportABC.com, and we'll talk all about how to make the most of your credit and credit report. Welcome to the show, Steve. Jordan, it's great to be here. Let's just start a little bit with your uh, your background and, and how you got into uh, what you've been doing in, in the whole credit area. Sure. I've been involved in finance and in sales regarding finance for about the last 20 years. And uh, over that time, I... Uh, started seeing a trend with people in their credit reports and credit scores, and the uh, main uh, common thread through all of that history was that people generally had absolutely no clue what was in their credit report and what was what their credit scores meant starting in 1997, really when automated underwriting came really into the forefront. And about uh, five years ago, I was, I was in the mortgage industry full-time, and because of automated underwriting and, and because of the boom in real estate, it, it just all came to a forefront in my career, and I finally decided to just start working with my clients as really a credit management consultant and helping them understand their credit reports. And I developed some processes and, and some letters and uh, some things that did a really good job with improving the accuracy of someone's credit report. And that is basically how my company now has been born. Um, I uh, uh, created, like I said, some, some, some letters, some processes, and some analysis uh, in looking at people's credit reports that really helped them better understand how the information in their credit report affected their score. And thus, we came up with creditreportabc.com, where a really bright guy named Scott Butler was able to put my brain into a website and give people an automated platform. Let's just start with the overall situation here. Do a lot of people have a lot of errors in their credit reports that they don't really understand? I'm having a hard time hearing you, Jordan, but um, do, I think... Do, do a lot of people have errors in their credit report that they don't really understand? Did you hear me? Uh, I just barely. Should I try to call back in? No, no, it's okay. Uh, do, do a lot of people have errors on their credit reports? Oh, yes. Um, actually... Several studies, but uh, the biggest one was a company called Massburg uh, did a study that uh, revealed a long-term study that revealed 79% of credit reports have errors, and these errors are actually in the credit items section of the credit report, uh, and those actually have a, a large impact on a credit score, and depending on what the actual error is, uh, they found 25% of the time the errors actually caused the consumer to be denied credit, which is actually quite shocking. And, uh, are, these are things that uh, are wrong. I mean, they, they, they're just um, – how do all these errors happen? I mean, how do errors get on there in the first place like that? Um, I'm still having a hard time hearing you, but I'll just follow up with uh, I, uh, saying the, the uh, reason – that, that this information is, is really so grossly inaccurate is, be, is, is the one nugget or the one central factor behind why I do what I do today, and that is 
the credit bureaus don't have any financial incentive to make sure that this information is accurate. The only way they make money is to sell credit reports, to sell your private information to uh, anybody who you really give permission to, but in many cases don't give permission to see your credit information, and they really don't have a financial emphasis uh, to, to, you know, to really make sure stuff comes off when it's supposed to come off or that stuff's accurate in general. Um, uh, most people don't even know that what gives them the permission to sell this private personal information about them is in small print on virtually every credit application that they've signed in their adult history that is part of the system between the credit bureaus and the creditors and credit card companies that has really grown into this monster that we're dealing with uh, today. Now, the new uh, Fair Credit Reporting Act changes uh, the kind of weight of power, right, from credit bureaus towards the consumer. How has that changed things? Well, the Fair Credit Reporting Act was a wonderful thing to happen, and, and, and this happened in the late 90s, because once automated underwriting came to be, uh, consumers were really confused. And Congress called in the credit bureaus and said, you're the number one complaint to the FTC. You've got to explain how this works to us. And the credit bureaus refused, and when they got subpoenaed, uh, they sued Congress and won. And so Congress gave us these laws, so, so that we have, you know, some hope to, to uh, keep our information accurate. And but if uh, you spend any time around Washington, you understand that the congressmen and senators really don't write the laws. The lobbyists have a big part in it. And the law is, is as powerful as it is. Both the Fair Credit Reporting Act and the Fair and Accurate Credit Transactions Act um, of 2003 say that. Any disputing or any uh, complaints or, or any management of a consumer's credit file must be done by the consumer. Uh, the law specifically states if a third party does it, they can throw the stuff in a trash can. So the, that that is the first major hurdle that that most concern that most people run into when they're trying to get something fixed, even fraud or identity theft on their credit report is uh, they don't know how to do it and they turn to a third party, which generally doesn't get them very much farther. What kind of third parties do you mean by that? Well, it could be somebody that is actually saying they're a credit repair organization, and there are some good ones and some bad ones. Uh, it can be, uh, there are lots of companies springing up now, even insurance companies that are helping people with identity theft. Uh, any other organization other than yourself, they consider a third party. So, you know, again, they've got things really stacked in their favor, and it. You know, it's. I don't think it's really that nefarious of a thing. It's just that they really don't want to spend the time to manage this data. Now, the credit reporting bureaus, Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion, have now created a consumer business where they are selling <laughs> consumer reports to consumers, and they're making money from that as well as selling the data to, uh, you know, creditors. So they, why are they not, if they're selling this data to consumers, want it to be as accurate as possible? Well, it's, it's, that, that is a really unique thing. Um, they've even got NASCAR race cars running around with freecreditreport.com on them where you go pay for your free credit, credit report. But they are selling uh, credit reports. These uh, credit reports that they sell, however, do not contain all the data that somebody needs to really manage their credit report. I'll just give you one example. The date of last activity 
on a derogatory piece of credit information is what the statute of limitations, everybody's heard of the seven-year statute of limitations, but that time starts ticking at the date of last activity, and that is absent from any credit report you will buy online from any of the credit bureaus. Um, so how, they are selling information. They're not selling all of the information, but the most important thing they're not selling is exactly what it means and they absolutely are not telling consumers what they should do to better manage their credit. And they have, you're saying because they basically have no interest in doing that? Absolutely they, none, no. They're, the, all they, you know, in their minds, they say, we sell data. We have licensing agreements with all these creditors, and we get information from them, and then we sell this information back when they request it, when somebody applies for credit. In their minds, that's all they do. And it's... In their minds, it's up to the people providing them the information for that to be correct. So there you have, there's a quandary where there's three people involved here. There's the credit bureaus, the consumer, and then the providers of the information. And then we have all these laws that somehow regulate parts and pieces of it that, when all put together, really do give the consumer the ability to get some things done. A lot of uh, consumers are very frustrated at dealing with, with credit bureaus, and trying to get things you know, changed and corrected all the time. Uh, what is a better way to handle this instead of dealing with the, the credit bureaus directly trying to get them to uh, correct or change errors? Well, uh, unfortunately, the first step, because of the way the Fair Credit Reporting Act is written, if you don't go to the credit bureaus first, the original creditors or providers of the information don't have to respond to you. So the key thing in the law, and, and that's another thing that makes the creditreportabc.com system so powerful is this is all automated. But the key part of the law, you know, once once you, you start the disputing process with the bureaus, uh, if one of the providers of the information then uh, in response to that says we verify this information is accurate, it actually triggers several other federal laws depending on who the provider is. For example, a collection agency who responds to your dispute of a collection, it says that we can verify that to be accurate. The Fair Debt Collection Practices Act then is triggered, and you get to demand from them the documentation they use to prove that. And in many cases of fraud, people spend a lot of time going straight to the provider, and without doing a dispute first, you go nowhere. So it's the order in which you do things is important. It's vitally important. It's the order in which you do them, and then if they even smell that it's coming from somebody other than the consumer, they tell you and they stop their investigation. Because that's considered third party. Correct. So, so is this what's wrong with a lot of credit repair clinics, is that they are third parties and therefore they're not really going to be effective? Well, it's really a challenge to them. You know, they, they do, uh, one of the parts of the creditreportabc.com system is a what we call the tune-up, which gives the consumer an automated way to generate, to, uh, generate dispute letters that say what they're supposed to say and say it in the right order, and it's just part of our system. But most credit repair organizations um, are at a disadvantage because, again, they are a third party. Uh, they don't really get the client involved in, in what's going on, so basically they just send out kind of form letters with one or two types of disputes, and, you know, some are successful, some are not. Um, but what they really don't accomplish is bringing the consumer into the fold like we do and, and teach them what it says, what it means to their credit score, and really give 
our site gives them the power to, to do it themselves and really to start managing this process uh, throughout the rest of their lives as part of I mean, I give you an example. Every month when I pay my bills, I go to my monthly credit service and look at my credit. It's just something I do automatically now as part of my life. And if something pops up on there that's inaccurate, uh, one of the most popular things, Jordan, and, and this is a freebie to all your listeners, is if a credit card company reports a wrong uh, credit limit or a balance or even refuses to report a credit balance, uh, high, high limit and just reports the, the highest ever borrowed uh, as, as the credit limit, uh, and it causes you to go over 50% of debt uh, or balance to limit ratio, it hurts you 20 to 30 points. That can be done by taking a vacation. So if you're, if you're in a monthly routine of checking your credit, making sure everything's accurate, and if something comes up, if you've got an automated system like we provide, you can turn to, put in the information, click the submit button, we, the letters are emailed to you, and you can drop them in the mail, and you're done. Very good. We're going to come back. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show, and I'm speaking to Steve Conover, who's the credit guru. His website is creditreportabc.com. We'll be back after this. The Internet's only all-business and financial radio network, Voice America Business. You hear business show after business show all geared towards improving a company's bottom line. But what about your bottom line? How come no one ever talks about that? Finally, a show dedicated to the worker. The Crow Show with Paul McLaughlin, the work wonk. Heard every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific time, the Crow Show is aimed specifically at the worker and their environment. From work skills and technology to dealing with bosses and coworkers, the Crow Show will give you insight on how to survive and prosper in today's workplace. The Crow Show with Paul McLaughlin, the work wonk. Heard every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific time, right here on the bottom line of business talk, Voice America Business. Why is Pepsi cooler than Coke? Why are iPods so popular? In 2005, how can you launch a successful brand? Want to know? Learn about the fascinating and intriguing world of graphic design and branding on Design Matters with Debbie Millman. Every Friday at 12 Pacific Standard Time, Debbie Millman will provide you with a provocative look into the stimulating world of design as it intersects with contemporary culture. Hear what the experts have to say about creating, maintaining, and launching a brand in today's challenging marketplace. Join us every Friday at 12 Pacific Standard Time for Design Matters with Debbie Millman. Right here on the bottom line in business talk, Voice America Business. Jordan Goodman has created the Money Answers Network to put at his listeners' fingertips the very best personal finance products and services that he has found in his 30 years of research. If you have a money question, Jordan Goodman has a money answer. To find out more, go to www.moneyanswers.com. The Money Answers Network features top products and services in virtually every area of personal finance, car buying and leasing, college financing, credit debt, financial planning, investing, insurance, legal services, mortgages, retirement planning, wills, and more. Only businesses that have demonstrated excellence in both their products and services are invited to become members of the Money Answers Network. The public can sign up for membership in the Money Answers Network at no charge in order to be apprised of the latest useful resources. To learn more, visit www.moneyanswers.com. Get ahead with Money Answers. The Internet's only all-business and financial radio network, Voice America Business. Voice America Business. 
You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host, and my guest this hour is Steve Conover, who's the credit guru. His website is www.creditreportabc.com. Welcome back to the show, Steve. Jordan, it's great to be here. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about uh, creditreportabc.com and actually uh, what people see when they go there, uh, what kind of service it provides, and, and how it can help people clean up errors or derogatories in their credit reports uh, compared to other credit repair clinics who are trying to do it themselves. Sure. Uh, uh, creditreportabc.com actually provides three separate services, and together can't, can't be bought really anywhere for any price. And that's why I'm, I'm, I'm so proud to bring this out to the public and to have people like you helping me. Uh, the first thing, uh, and that's why we call it ABC, the A part of it is actually credit analysis and education. And w- what we try to overcome with here is what we talked about earlier, is, is that most people, even loan officers and financial planners, really don't understand what the data inside of a credit report really means. Uh, so what we have done is we've provided a system where we ask the consumer to simply fill in the data from the different parts of a credit report, and through that process, they actually see uh, what's in their personal information. They see, of course, what their credit scores are. They see exactly the information that's in their credit items part or trade lines, and then they see if they have public records, and, and they see inquiries. And through uh, the wizard kind of walks them through this, and it's amazing the feedback we get from people who tell me, just, just this part right here was just an amazing thing because they finally understood what all the different sections were, why they were there, and what was in them. And then by populating all this data, the system comes up with the B part, which is the credit optimization plan. This, in, in my opinion, is worth a ton of money. Um, the credit optimization plan gives the consumer an actual image, which is color-coded, that shows them uh, what information is in the different sections of the credit report by colors, by green, yellow, and red. It lets them know how it's impacting their credit score. And then next to them, it gives them recommendations. And some of these recommendations, like with revolving accounts or credit cards, is something that the consumer can do, that they can do by using a telephone and calling the credit card companies and getting them to rearrange stuff or raise limits or report accurate information, and uh, the stuff that cannot be handled over the phone, We then the C part of it is the actual credit tune-up, and this is something that, that I've been working on for the last five years, and the credit tune-up is extremely powerful because it does all the things we talked about earlier. It brings all the federal laws into one easy-to-use automated process where because the uh, consumer put the data in, we've built a system that actually uh, generates the appropriate letters for the different kinds of trade lines or credit items or maybe personal information or inquiries, but it generates the specific kind of letter under the specific law that regulates the provider or the credit bureau. And there are up to four rounds of letters in the, in, in the credit tune-up, and all the, all the consumer has to do is click an update. When they get a response back, it's either deleted, verified, or ignored, basically. 
And these letters are sent physical letters or they're emails? Well, they're, they're, the letters are emailed to the client because remember before we said if, it, if the letters are not mailed by the consumer, right. your odds of success are very low. So what we do is we the system automatically emails all these letters with instructions to the email provided when the consumer registered on the site. They sign them, print them, sign them, and mail them. And there's always instructions with the letters, but typically there's a 30-day process that uh, either the creditors, the collection agencies, or the bureaus have to get back with the appropriate response. And then depending on what the response is, the, the, the uh, credit tune-up system will guide them into the next round of whether or not they need to do any more letters. So there's certain legal language that you really need in those letters, which is what's already pre-formatted in these letters is what you're saying. Right, be, be, because depending on what kind of information it is, the the uh, credit bureaus have an automated system that addresses all of this, and the people are are, are paid to to try to handle as many of these disputes as they can. So, if you're saying it in the right way, where they automatically know what to do and hit a button and get it off in the right direction, your success rates are a lot higher. So that's really the power of the system. Okay, uh, and tell people how much this costs the service as well. Well, unbelievably, uh, for the next few days until the end of July, uh, we're running a $50 special. And on August 1st, it goes only up to $99.95. Um, and it, it does sound cheap. Uh, I get asked all the time, why, how can you do this for $99.95? And the short answer is we have uh, an unbelievable web designer who, who has really done a really good job of, of creating a system that needs very little human contact. Uh, now, I will tell everyone for that amount of money, they get unlimited e email support, and they also get use of our user forum on the website where they can go on and ask questions and also see questions that other people have asked, as, which can be very powerful in, their, in managing their credit on you know, months down the road. So this is unlimited use. This could take years to clear up all your errors in your credit report, and you'd still... Fifty dollars an hour, ninety nine, ninety five. Right, and uh, you know it, it, that's that's actually another great question and one that's asked all the time is how long is this going to take? You know, American consumers we we tend to want things real fast, um, and sometimes it happens real fast. I've seen you know amazing things happen. You know, the the uh, the, the older uh, that information is on your credit report, if if information is over two years old, uh, and if it's especially if it's an app flat-out error or fraud, uh, it should come off in the thir first 30-day letter. Um, but some, you know, so I've, I've seen people dispute 12 things and have eight things deleted in the first 30 days. I've also seen the same type of consumer dispute 12 things and it take 120 days. So it, it really depends on, you know, a lot of different factors, what kind of information it is that we're trying to get cleared up or disputed. Uh, who we're having to deal with, whether or not it's the bureau or collection agency. So there's a lot of factors, but the the key thing is is that the system not only guides the consumer through all of it, it may, it keeps track of it all, and it even emails the consumer when it's time to do something next. Like at the end of a 30-day period, the system will email the consumer and say, hey, come on back and do your updates, and let's do the next round of letters. And again, all these things are at www.creditreportabc.com. That's correct. One of the things that's unclear to people is how can they get off a derogatory item in their credit report that is, in fact, accurate uh, under this kind of system? Well, it, it, 
that is a great question the way you asked it. And the short answer is, if it is indeed accurate, and if the people reporting it can verify it to be accurate the way the law stipulates, it's supposed to stay on there. But what, what consumers don't know is, is that, number one, the credit bureaus are not a government agency. That's the first hurdle to get over with a lot of people. They're a privately held company that's making a whole lot of money selling your private information. So the uh, federal government has given you some rights. And the main thing to know about these rights is that you have the right under federal law to demand them to verify anything to be accurate on your credit report at any time. And depending on what kind of information it is, they have to come up with certain kinds of proof if, if you go through all four rounds of letters. Uh, the, the minimum hurdle that, that we ask of them is that they can just prove it belongs to them. I mean, it seems like a very low hurdle, but um, you would, you know, most collections, they, they have a hard time because of the way they do business and sell stuff on discs and sell it back and forth. And, you know, six people trying to collect one piece, you know, one $300 charge off is actually not accurate. One of them may be, but the other five are not. But to answer your question is, the only way something can stay on your credit report is if the provider of the information can actually prove it to be accurate. And this is prove it to the credit bureau person. Prove it to the bureau and prove it to the consumer. See, that's that's the little sticky point in the law because you have to start with a dispute to the bureau. Many, many times they will just, you know, because it's an email. The credit bureau sends an email to say, Chase, says this person says they weren't late 30 days on this credit card. The person at Chase and in in the uh, dispute department may just hit yes it is and hit enter without doing any kind of investigation on it. Um, but and and that is why and you proof. asked earlier about you know you can dispute things online with the credit bureaus and when that happens the consumer's out. You know I, I ask them all the time what do you do next? They go I don't know I guess I'm done. Well they're not done because the Fair Credit Billing Act regulates banks and the Fair Credit Billing Act says. When, when you do a dispute and, it's, and you hit verified, the consumer can say, show me the proof. And very few times do they actually have the information to prove that you are, in fact, late. And a lot of creditors are, do not put a lot of resources into this whole process either, right? So well, no, they don't, they don't. I mean, it's just an expense. So just a, as a sheer business point, uh, why would they? <laughs> you know, it, it, it only costs them money. So, so you're saying the, the reality is that even though there may be something derogatory in your report that is in fact accurate, that the credit bureaus or the credit creditors do not respond in a timely way or do not provide enough proof. So even though it may in fact have happened, it's going to come off your report anyway because the creditors are not responding in time or with correct proof. Correct, because and and and, and that's a great way to put it, um, because the laws don't don't really say if it happened or if it didn't happen. The law just merely says if the credit bureaus are going to have the ability to sell this private information, the minimum level they're going to have to jump through is show the consumer proof of what they're selling. So, you know, that's... And, that's and you're saying that's because really the debt important. is in many cases sold from one place to another, it's not always clear who owns it at that point. Well, many, many times. And, and any consumer that... Go ahead. Are you, any, yeah, go ahead. Any consumer that's listening now uh, that has a collection or several collections knows that 
the amounts will be different every time it's reported, and the date of last activities or dates opened will change every time it's reported, and that is, in fact, not accurate. Yeah. Very good. Okay, we're talking to uh, Steve Conover. This is Jordan Goodman of the Money Answer Show. Uh, he's the credit guru. His website is www.creditreportabc.com, and you can see there's lots of ways to get errors off your credit report, sometimes even get things that aren't errors off your credit report as well. We'll be back after this. The bottom line in business, Voice America Business. Tune in every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time for The Growth Strategist with Aldana Ambler. On the show, Aldana and some of today's top business professionals will discuss some of today's most pressing business issues that hold you, the business owner, back. Aldana will also give you 21 ways to grow with her list of growth strategies. Grow smart, grow profit, and grow your business with Aldana Ambler and The Growth Strategist every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Bottom Line in Business Talk, Voice America Business. Small business owners, do you want answers to your most pressing financial concerns? Do you want to stop stressing about money and finally understand how to create wealth? Let Elizabeth Potts Weinstein and the Wealth Spa Radio Show answer your most pressing financial and legal questions about your small business and help you achieve business success and the lifestyle of your dreams easier and faster than you could imagine. The Wealth Spa Radio Show broadcasts live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Radio Network. Jordan Goodman has created the Money Answers Network to put at his listeners' fingertips the very best personal finance products and services that he has found in his 30 years of research. If you have a money question, Jordan Goodman has a money answer. To find out more, go to www.moneyanswers.com. The Money Answers Network features top products and services in virtually every area of personal finance, car buying and leasing, college financing, credit debt, financial planning, investing, insurance, legal services, mortgages, retirement planning, wills, and more. Only businesses that have demonstrated excellence in both their products and services are invited to become members of the Money Answers Network. The public can sign up for membership in the Money Answers Network at no charge in order to be apprised of the latest useful resources. To learn more, visit www.moneyanswers.com. Get ahead with Money Answers. The Internet's only all-business and financial radio network, Voice America Business. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is uh, Jordan Goodman, your host of The Money Answer Show, and my guest this hour is Steve Conover, uh, who's known as the Credit Guru. His website, where he can help people clean up their credit report in various ways, is creditreportabc.com. Welcome back to the show, Steve. Great to be here. Uh, let's talk about some specific areas uh, that are, are problem areas on people's credit reports and what you can, using the creditreportabc.com system, can help uh, clean them up. The first one would be uh, collections, which is probably the most common uh, one out there. How, how can people clean up uh, collection records? Well, and, and, and the reason why it's one of the most common problems is uh, many, many times collection agencies will not send the consumer uh, a specific letter. It's actually called a Dunning letter. And they're supposed to send this letter before they actually put a collection on a consumer's credit report. But I would, in a large percentage of the time, this doesn't ever happen. So it's, it happens all the time where people will actually 
go to buy a house or a car, and the loan officer or finance person will tell them, what's the deal with all these collections on there, and they have no clue. Uh, so that 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 is just that's one example of why they can become a problem very quickly. Um, the other reason they're a problem is because the industry in general, uh, like a, like many, has good apples and has many many bad apples. And uh, once a bad debt or a charge off uh, becomes a collection, and the first company that tries to collect it doesn't collect it, that that account goes into this. Um, kind of system where they actually grade it. It starts out as A debt and goes all the way down to D debt, and it's bought and sold by by various collection agencies for pennies. And uh, you know, it can be. It is not uncommon to see you know one you know charged off account. You know, typically say a credit card, where for whatever reason somebody couldn't keep up with it, and the credit card company closed the account, charged it off, which means they got something from the government. And uh, kind of a tax credit thing, and then they sell this debt in blocks uh, to these people that actually collect debt. And there's there's a lot of information that that goes inside of even a you know what you would say might be an accurate uh, derogatory trade line if you did have a collection five years ago. Uh, but just because that did happen, you know, doesn't mean that they can report it inaccurate. And, and that's the good part about the law, you know, the, the, the date of last activity, like we talked about earlier, which determines how long it can stay on your credit report. It's typically seven years. Some states are even less, five. Uh, but that date of last activity is really important, and the collection agencies will actually renew that date when they report it on your credit report all the time. But that's not accurate to do, right? Not it is not to accurate. And, and, and on top of that, even the very first time that that, that bad uh, credit information is reported as a charge-off, the date of last activity, many times the credit card company will report the date that they charged it off on, which is not correct because the date of last activity is exactly that, the last time you paid money on that account. So the proper date of last activity is the date in which the the month in which the account went delinquent the last time. I mean, most so, consumers are not going to have these records as to when things go delinquent. They're not going to know what the correct date is, right? Well, right, and, and that's why we do what we do. We just simply say, if it's a collection, let's, let's do this. Let's get them to show us <laughs> that all the information they're reporting is accurate because that's what the law says. So that's, you know, I, I tell our clients all the time is, is that, you're, you're merely ensuring that your credit report is accurate. Because if we back up for just a second and talk about the automated underwriting and the importance of credit scores, and especially the FICO scores from the Fair Isaac Corporation, which is what most automated underwriting engines use, they're, they're, they're using what's called a, a mathematical equation or an algorithm to pull imperfect data out of your credit report and put it into a number which is supposed to tell somebody how risky you are. So, so that you know, we're we're merely trying to to to, to get the the you know clean is not a good word, but the most accurate information inside of your credit file as possible because we know this, you're the only one that can do anything about it. Yeah. Okay, so that's collections. Now, charge-offs is a different thing. How is charge-off different from what we just talked about with collections? Right. Well, the 
the the charge off is typically actually we we did a little backwards, but the charge off is typically what happens before something becomes a collection. And what a charge off is is when an original creditor of any kind, whether it's a auto loan or a credit card, you know, it could be a mortgage and installment or a revolving trade line. Uh, when when they see that they're not going to be able to collect their debt, they typically will just uh, make it a charge off, cut their losses. Uh, write it off on their taxes, and then at certain intervals through the year, they'll take blocks of that and sell it off to collection aid. T- typically, how long is it from when the payments aren't coming in to when they charge it off? Is it several months, or what is the typical lag time there? Well, it, it, it's getting shorter lately because of the credit situation and the need of financial institutions to have cash on hand. Um, but but typically, it's 120 days uh, and, and it can be as short as 90, or after a repeated pattern of being 90 to 120 days late, uh, and then becoming delinquent again, even 30 days, they'll go ahead and, and, and shut the account down and charge it off. It, it, it really. So, again, what on, you're saying is that people may have charge offs on their reports that are not accurate, or they're not initiated on the right date, or there's all kinds of things wrong with it that can be taken off if, if uh, you use the creditreportabc.com system. Right, and, and 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 that's where I try to be really and, and be really careful about when when I say take it off because the bad apples in the credit repair business promise the world and can't possibly deliver. Mm-hmm. But what what we're saying is this: in in a, in any piece of credit information, you know the amount they're trying to get, they must show you why they're trying to collect that. That's what the law says. So they must show you what the original principal was, what the late payments were, what any penalties were, and what money the collection agencies or collection attorneys are piling onto that. Because if you're going to try to negotiate that debt, you want to know what the principal is and start negotiating from there. So they, I mean, that's, that's just one example of how something inside of an, a derogatory credit item that did happen to you could be inaccurate. I mean, I've seen people try to collect $10,000 five years down the road on something that was three hundred. It just, you know, it, it gets blown way out of proportion. Yeah. So, you know, that's the the key thing to remember and the key thing that I try to, to tell consumers is is that you know you haven't looked at this for years and years and years and people that have you know what we think of as bad credit you know they don't want to look at their credit report it probably makes them feel bad but I you know what we what we bring to them is something that empowers them and we try to get them back in there let's find out what's right what's wrong what's indifferent let's deal with it we'll get it as clean as possible and then teach them strategies to build their credit score from there. Okay, then you've got the big one, which is bankruptcies. If you have a bankruptcy on your report, how, what can be done about that? That is actually the most inaccurately reported thing I've ever seen on a credit report. Uh, and, and you know, I'm, I don't like to beat up on government, but that's why. <laughs> uh, it's, it's something that happens uh, at a courthouse, and the, the information that's being reported to the credit bureau is coming from a government agency, a courthouse. And I have seen one bankruptcy being reported five, six, seven times in different stages, like, you know, dismissed, discharged, just like it's open and it's been gone for years. You know, it's, it's, it literally can be a mess and a nightmare. Uh, the dates can be way wrong. Um, so, you know, that's just another example of something that may have happened to you. But if it's being reported inaccurately, uh, you know, one bankruptcy being reported five times will have your credit score under 400. I mean, it's just crazy. 
Mm-hmm. And that can't be according to the law. They must report it accurately. And all what, and what the law says is, and this is to the consumer's benefit, the law just simply says if they can't come up with the accurate thing to report, they have to delete it. There's no middle ground. They can't say this bankruptcy really happened, but we're not sure what the numbers are. <laughs> they can't report that. So if they can't come up with the facts of the bankruptcy, they simply must delete it, and it happens all the time. So you actually get bankruptcies deleted, even though they, in fact, happen because of all the inaccuracies right. in getting these and, things deleted. And, right. And, and just to reiterate, we never say something didn't happen. I'll, you know, again, we're just saying, you know, this impacts my credit score. And public records are a significant impact in a credit score, 50 to 100 points. And they, it really needs to be accurate so the statute of limitations is met as soon as possible when it gets off of there. So it must be reported accurately, and, it, and it's something that, that, that we insist they do. And, and, and because of that, you know, many times a few goes to a courthouse, and, 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 and frankly, Jordan, they just don't respond. Yeah. And As you say, it's just a cost item to them. It's not something they're really that interested in. Yes. Correct. Correct. And Especially the same if with they the... discharge bankruptcy. They, they just don't respond the majority of the time. Yeah. Uh, I, the, the analogy I like to use for this is like if you have a, a speeding ticket with a policeman, and you, in fact, you were speeding, then you go to court, and the policeman doesn't show up, you win the case just because he didn't show up to defend themselves in a certain way, right? Correct. It's exactly the same way. Or his radar might not have been calibrated, or many, many other things that attorneys use um, to, in fact, say that this is not a justifiable thing. And, and that's, re- you know, we're basically doing that, is saying, you know, you can't under the law justify what you're reporting, so you must delete it. What do the credit agencies, the credit bureaus, think of, of the service you're providing? Are they annoyed by it, or do they, they want their reports to be more accurate so they're pleased by it? They're greatly annoyed. Uh, I, I would think that they would be less annoyed with me because in, in the service we provide, it, it's very, very different than a credit repair agency. A credit repair agency charges typically $70, 80 $90, $100 a month, and the uh, consumer signs some kind of uh, limited power of attorney, and they never see anything, and stuff may or may not come off, and... Uh, it's totally different from what we do, and 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 I we don't ever really tell anybody, you know, what to really dispute. We'll give recommendations and tell them, you know, if you dispute this, this is what they have to show you. Uh, but this is the consumer really utilizing the power of the law, and the FTC would have to love this because it takes a bunch of stuff off of their back. But uh, just in general, they they don't like this process because it costs them a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they're not pleased that they. Credit reports are, are more accurate. That's not really their main interest. That's well, what you're saying. N- n- no, and they really don't even see it that way. They 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 just basically again see it as a bunch of money that they're spending that they'd rather not have. To spend. I see. Okay. All right, we're going to go to a break again. The the uh, credit uh, uh, we're talking to Steve Connor with the Credit Guru, and the website he's referring to is www.creditreportabc.com. Amazing the kind of things you can do to clean up your credit in various ways. Uh, And we'll go into more of this after the break. We'll be back after this. The bottom line in business. Voice America Business. 
Jordan Goodman has created the Money Answers Network to put at his listeners' fingertips the very best personal finance products and services that he has found in his 30 years of research. If you have a money question, Jordan Goodman has a money answer. To find out more, go to www.moneyanswers.com. The Money Answers Network features top products and services in virtually every area of personal finance, car buying, and leasing, college financing, credit debt, financial planning, investing, insurance, legal services, mortgages, retirement planning, wills, and more. Only businesses that have demonstrated excellence in both their products and services are invited to become members of the Money Answers Network. The public can sign up for membership in the Money Answers Network at no charge in order to be apprised of the latest useful resources. To learn more, visit www.moneyanswers.com. Get ahead with Money Answers. Achieve Total Wealth Management. Listen to Three-Dimensional Wealth with Rory Diefendorf every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 Eastern, right here on Voice America Business. Three-Dimensional Wealth is a show dedicated to teaching you a value-based approach to comprehensive wealth management through practical strategies and expert advice. Take your first step down the road to financial independence. Listen to Three-Dimensional Wealth with Rory Diefendorf Mondays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 Eastern, here on the bottom line in business talk, Voice America Business. Why is Pepsi cooler than Coke? Why are iPods so popular? In 2005, how can you launch a successful brand? Want to know? Learn about the fascinating and intriguing world of graphic design and branding on Design Matters with Debbie Millman. Every Friday at 12 Pacific Standard Time, Debbie Millman will provide you with a provocative look into the stimulating world of design as it intersects with contemporary culture. Hear what the experts have to say about creating, maintaining, and launching a brand in today's challenging marketplace. Join us every Friday at 12 Pacific Standard Time for Design Matters with Debbie Millman, right here on the bottom line in business talk, Voice America Business. The bottom line in business, Voice America Business. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host, and my guest this hour is Steve Conover, uh, who's called The Credit Guru. Uh, His website is www.creditreportabc.com. He helps people clean up their credit reports in various ways. Uh, Welcome back to the show, Steve. Thanks, Jordan. Uh, we were talking about bankruptcies. Let's talk a little bit about judgments and liens and how those can be uh, often inaccurate and how you can get them off of credit reports. Right. They're, they're actually very similar to bankruptcies. They're in the same section of a credit report, which is public records. And the consumer just needs to understand that public records simply means uh, when a court has been, uh, been involved in the collection of debt. So it's typically a bankruptcy, a judgment, or a lien. Uh, judgments and liens... Uh, Tax liens are uh, typically the liens you'll see on there, and, and they can their uh, statute of limitation is 10 years, uh, and a tax lien can actually be re-upped for another 10 years. So they're really, really important to try to address any errors on there if you can, because uh, they, they really will, will damage your credit for a very, very long time. Uh, it's also one of the things that I highly recommend people negotiate out of any time they uh, are given the ability to do that. Uh, judgments are typically when a when a collection agency or a creditor, uh, sometimes a creditor will charge something off and hire an attorney just to go immediately get a judgment. Typically this happens when it's over $2,000. And the, the, uh, the rest of the time judgments come from collection agencies, and I've seen judgments for as little as $100, $200. Uh, 
uh, again, it, it, it basically, uh, I'm going to sound like a broken record here, uh, it still must all be reported. It still can't be, uh, again, it's being reported by the courthouse where it happened. So you know, literally you'll see you know, one, one judgment being reported three times to one bureau, two times to another, and one times to another, which cannot be accurate. And just merely by the consumer uh, using their rights under the law and, and demanding that they report it accurately, uh, it just simply gets deleted because of the process that, that has to happen on the other end. And uh, it, it, it's either a non-response or, or, or they just reply yeah. email to delete it because they, they don't want to spend the time to do it. The other thing are so-called uh, debt management programs, DMPs, uh, right. r- run by uh, credit counseling agencies. How are those considered on a, a credit report? Are those considered really damaging? Or are they considered neutral? How are those considered? Well, it, it, that's, it, it, it's actually two different subjects. When it comes to scoring, as far as your credit score goes, uh, once the account is opened, if, if the firm being used reports properly to the credit bureaus, it, it, it's not as damaging. Um, but overall, in a, in a, uh, when an underwriter looks at a consumer as far as risk goes, uh, in general, they view it exactly like a bankruptcy. So uh, it, it's something to be avoided if the consumer can do it. Uh, you know, it's just like managing your credit. You know, a lot of people will tell you you can call, you, you can call all your creditors and work out a plan and do all this stuff, and it's, it's easier said than done. So I just tell people, you know, if, if you can avoid it, avoid it. If you can't avoid it, find a good, reputable firm and uh, make sure that that information is being reported as accurately as possible and get out of it as soon as possible. So uh, are there often inaccuracies on in credit reports about DMPs as well? Uh, most, most of the time they're not accurate. Um, and, and, you know, again, it's, you know, they're making a little bit of money off of the process they do and, and uh the problem is, is they don't report monthly. Typically, they'll report quarterly or something, and the balances are never right, and, and it, it it just can be a mess. So it's you know, so again, I don't like because it's inaccurate. The whole industry, but it's just better to stay away from if you can. Again, because it's inaccurate, you're going to be able to get it off. Is what you're saying? Well, possibly, um, but but they are you know just, just just so consumers know. Once you start the relationship with them, they are many times as difficult to deal with as a collection agency may be. And, uh, and yes, they must be reporting it correctly, but they may be very difficult to deal with. Okay, and then uh, fraud and identity theft is a huge problem these days. Uh, if you've been a victim of ID theft, what is the process of getting that off? And I mean, you hear places like LifeLock, for example, saying that they you know, do a million-dollar guarantee and they'll get all, any incorrect information off your credit report. What, what is the, the story with that? Well, it, and that is a whole subject. We, we, we could probably do a whole show. <laughs> um, LifeLock's a great company, and what they do is, is they protect your uh, financial identity or the identity of your, in, in a credit report only, but unfortunately that's not the only kind of identity theft that happens out there. There's medical identity theft. I mean, there's, I know a teacher who couldn't get her teacher uh, license renewed because someone had stolen her identity who was a prostitute and been arrested. Uh, so there's many, many kinds of identity theft. Uh, but when it comes to finance, the process is, is exactly what we do every day anyway. And the process is simply going through the right procedures to make sure that 
information on your credit report is accurate. And if someone stole your identity and went and got a credit card, it wasn't actually you that borrowed the money, so it is inaccurate. So as far as the credit report goes, we can uh, do something about that and make sure that the information is not put on your credit report. As far as, say, the credit card company dragging you into court and trying to collect money from you, there's a legal process you have to go down, which we don't handle. But uh, if you file a police report and follow up with the with the credit card companies these days, they're really good at taking care of the legal side of it as well. So a combination of what you're doing to help people get the incorrect information off and then the legal side, you can you can recover from identity theft. Right, and this is a really good place to mention why that is. And, and, and this is something that... Uh, 99.9% of all American consumers do not know that all of this information we're talking about is not stored with any of the credit bureaus. The three credit bureaus do not keep information. So where does all this data go? All this data is stored and managed by a company called eOscar. It's a little e-oscar. You can look at them online. And they manage all this data. They manage all this disputing, and, and, and it's their job to really, you know, keep this data in as best and as good a condition as they can. But because of the way the system is, the only way to get information deleted or changed in your credit file is through the process set up, which is a dispute to the Bureau. They send it to eOscar, and they handle the rest of it. So that's why many, many times, and I'm sure you've had people tell you this, Jordan, that, you know, I people say, I had this, you know, the credit card was wrong. It wasn't mine. I called them. I called them. I called them. They said they would fix it. They never did. And the reason is there's nobody on the front side, the call center side, of any creditor, any you know, Ford Motor creditor, anybody like that, who can change something in eOscar. It just can't happen. So the, the, that, that's why when people try to clear up identity theft and fraud on their own, they go nowhere, they get frustrated, and, and really do not know what to do. But you our, offer the solution. Our, our system is a simple, automated method, which they can get it done very, very quickly. And just tell briefly, what is the upside of cleaning up your credit report? What kind of increase in your credit score can result in how much does that save you on your interest rates? Well, just on on average, our consumers see an increase of 50 or more points in the first 90 days. Typically, if you're buying a house and you get an increase of 50 points in your credit score, you're going to save you know, three to five thousand dollars in origination fees. You're going to save tens of thousands of dollars over the life of a loan. Uh, if it was a car, uh, you know, an, an increase of fifty points can save you a point on a car loan, which is probably thirty bucks a month, three hundred, four hundred bucks a year. You know, the money adds up very quickly. So that's why, you know, we wanted our price point to be good. You know, the regular price at ninety nine ninety five is just an amazing value uh, for somebody to come in. And, and really get educated and really make some changes in their financial life that will pay off for the long run, not just the short run. Terrific. Well, we're just about to close. Steve, again, the uh, website that you're uh, telling people to go to is www.creditreportabc.com. Uh, now for $50, soon to be ninety nine ninety five. People can do all the things we've talked about. And I guess the good news is there's a lot more they can do about cleaning up their credit report than they thought. There is, and, and, and uh, we want all the feedback that we can get from people, because, and so far most of it has been outstanding. Terrific. Well, I really appreciate it. And uh, audience, realize that there's lots of things you can do about your credit report you never knew, knew possible in the past. Thanks again to Steve, and we'll be back again next week.
Thank you for joining Jordan Goodman and the Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business. See you next week.